Welcome back to the Crossover Podcast, episode 100. My goodness, I absolutely can't believe we made it this far. I mean, you, over a year and a half ago, I suppose, there was uh, one man, and I should should mention, when we did our 50th episode, we had everybody who was ever on the podcast to come on, and we did a Batman and Robin pod commentary, and one man couldn't make that, unfortunately. So he's here for episode 100, and this was the man who, when we started the podcast, or when, when when the genesis of this podcast came, I texted them and I said, hey, would you ever want to do a podcast with me and we, you can come on and talk about sports? And I believe that man's response was, of course I'll have to come on because A, you don't know what the hell you're doing. <laughs> B, you don't know as much about sports as me. And C, you need my professional opinion on all of these things. So... Luckily, he was kind enough to come on and put me on his shoulders and carry me through that first shaky month. Craig Needles, how's it going? Going very, very well, thank you. I'm uh, very excited for episode 100 and very excited for what the content of episode 100 will be. Oh, absolutely. Now, we should mention that this is an homage or homage, however you want to pronounce that word, to our one of our favorite podcasts of all time and two of our favorite podcasters, Bill Simmons and Matthew Berry, who uh, you know work for various companies. Did a 90210 breakdown back in 2010 on 90210 Day. And one of the things you and I talked about when we listened to that podcast was one day we are going to do the exact same thing, but with the sitcom, the greatest sitcom, I would say, of the 1990s. Technically, it started in 1989, but it came to to power in the 90s. And that show is none other than Saved by the Bell. I bet a lot of people thought you were going to say Seinfeld. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were wrong. No, that's right. Because we're actually, talking. It's, it's actually, actually saved, saved by, by the, the bell. bell. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my God. Um, I just, so many memories watching this show. I remember I used to come home from school and TBS, of all, of all stations, mm-hmm. would run it at a weird time. Because I remember TBS in the 90s had that thing where they would start everything at like 3.05 and 3.35. Yeah. Do you remember that? Like, I do. And I think that they thought that they're like, okay, people who miss the first five minutes of the show on some other network will, yeah. like, will catch on with us or something. Which but, is a yeah. good move in the 90s yeah. when, when you PBR have- PBR didn't exist. Yeah, PBR didn't exist. And you could only VHS things. And, and even then, VHS, you had to be there to hit record when the show was actually on. Although I, f- I think a few of us had programmable VCRs, yeah, but nonetheless, it wasn't as reliable as what we have today. No, that was a huge thing back in in the '90s. Was yeah, TBS. I remember getting home and TBS would run Saved by the Bell from I think four to five, and then The Simpsons would come on, right? And then Fresh Prince would come on right after The Simpsons, and then I think Family Matters would come on, and yeah. then I would. So do, basically, yeah. you got two hours of television shaped the rest of your life. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. And then I, I, you know, I would, I guess, do homework and no, stuff whatever, after that. No. Maybe, I'm sure maybe I were, didn't. Maybe there was a Jays game on or yeah. something, and I was, I was doing that. So, Say by the Bell debuted on August 20th, 1989. Craig, right? Would you like to see what else was going on back in 1989? Just to, yeah, just, sure. just to get us in the mind space. Of, of when this show started. Of yes. when this show started and what, what had to be going on. So here we go, back to 1989. Uh, George W. Bush, George H.W. Bush, sorry, was sworn in as the president of the United States that year. And the thing about him is that since he accomplished all of his goals in his first term, there was no need for a second. Absolutely. <laughs> Excellent pull by you, good sir. Good memoirs. Yes. Not great. Not great, but good. 
Um, Shining Time Station debuted on PBS. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Debuted on PBS. I think. I would have um, said earlier than that. Yeah. I think. Well, I think it was. If I remember correctly, I think Shining Time Station was what it was called in the states because it was originally on the BBC, I believe. Yeah. Don't don't quote like me that. on this. And it was called like Thomas and Friends. Yeah. But then when they brought it over to PBS, it was called Shining Time Station. Uh, the Exxon Valdez oil spill. Ooh. 1989. Good thing we're done with oil spills now. Yeah, I know. That, those are <laughs> thing of the past. Crazy thing of the old past. Days. Um, scariest moment in the history of the NHL occurred. Can you guess what that was? Scary 1989 moment. involved a goaltender who played for the Buffalo Sabres. Oh, what happened? It was Clint Marlachuk when he got his Oh, right. Oh. oh, 300 stitches he needed. That is yeah. still if you're if you're gutty enough to look that up on YouTube, it's I it's I forgot about that. It's pretty friggin' scary. Like I'm uh, thank God to the the trainers and whatnot who were able to stitch him up so that he was uh, able to come back and play again. Um, best picture, 1989. Do you have a guess? Oh, best picture, 1989. Yeah. Tom Cruise was in it. Oh. Young, young Tom Cruise in 1989. Okay. This movie actually kind of, if you look at 1989, it, it kind of swept the Oscars. Tom Cruise, best picture, 1989. Mm-hmm. This is this is a good lead-in for the, for the trivia that, that yeah. you'll be getting later. Oh, I don't know. What is it? Rain Man. He, oh, he of course Rain it was Man. Rain Man. Yeah, yeah, Rain Man. Rain Man won a few. Like, I think Dustin Hoffman Dustin got- Dustin Hoffman won best actor. Won best actor, and, uh, you know, they won, like, a bunch of other- yeah. Ran a bunch of other awards. It was, and I looked at 1989. 1989 is not one of the years where you look back at the Oscars and we're like, boy, they got that horribly wrong. No, like, no Rain Man stands up. Yeah, right, 1980, and and even some of the other categories. Uh, Ron Hux, Hextall, first goaltender to score a goal in the playoffs oh, wow, in 1989. Yeah. That's a fun one. Um, on a more serious note, the Tiananmen Square protests. Oh, really? Yeah, oh, yeah that's place, right. Yeah, yeah actually, 1989. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the. On a more positive note, the Sky Dome opened up in yes, 1989. Yes, Absolutely. Yes. The Blue Jays made the playoffs that year, but unfortunately yep. were beat by Oakland? Yeah, it was Oakland. Yeah, uh, That was back when there were only two rounds, I think. Yep, yep that's right. Yeah. That's right. And uh, the thing about that is it touched off uh, the Blue Jays uh, making the playoffs in 89, 91, 92, and 93, a couple of World Series. Yeah. And uh, as you can imagine, based on that, run of success, things kept on just being smooth sailing for the Jays. Absolutely, yeah, no problem. <laughs> oh. I mean, the weird thing about the Jays is, have we ever had... As, as Jays fans, you and I are both Jays fans, have the Jays ever had, like, they've never had a stretch in their franchise history where they were just dog shit. No. Right? No, they've all they've either been either mediocre or very good. Yeah, and, yeah. and like, there were a couple of those seasons in, like, the early 2000s where they would win, like, 88, 89 mm-hmm. games and wouldn't even get a sniff. Nope. Of a playoff spot. Whereas now that easily gets you in. Yeah, absolutely. They wouldn't get a sniff because the Red Sox and Yankees were winning 110, 105 yeah. games every year. Oh, man. Um, Seinfeld debuted on NBC. As I mentioned earlier. I believe it was canceled after one season. Yeah, that was the end of Seinfeld. I don't even know why I brought it up, really. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mel Blanc, voice of Bugs Bunny and and many others, Mm -hmm. passed away that year. So we we pay 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 respects to to him. Pay respects to that legend. Sega Genesis. Released in North America, 1989. Oh, wow. Yeah. Can you believe that? Which I don't want to tease, but uh, I'm hoping we can start a YouTube channel once I figure that out. I don't want to. And the YouTube channel will feature us playing some old school Genesis sports games. And me losing to you in MPA Jam again. And again. <laughs> yeah, still undefeated. All right. One day I well, want to beat you and you, I, want it, I want it on YouTube. Well, you clip me all the time in uh, NHL 94, right? Yeah. Which, or is it 94 or 95? Wh- whichever one of those was the greatest hockey game of all time. I think time. it was 94. Yeah, yeah. I think it was right. The Menendez Brothers incident, 1989. Oh, wow. <laughs> a lot going on in 1989. Yeah. Uh, Tim Burton, 
released Batman that year. It's a crossover yep. podcast, so we can't go five minutes without mentioning Batman. That's, of course. That's just how I roll. Yep. Pete Rose was banned from baseball in 1989. That was when that came came to a head. Right. So we are here. It's a good thing that we're mentioning gambling on baseball, because I'm relatively <laughs> certain that somehow comes up in Saved by the Bell at some point, doesn't yeah, it? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> does. Gambling will be very prevalent in, in the Saved by the Bell yeah. podcast. Betty Davis, first lady of American cinema, also passed away oh, really? in 1989. Okay. Um, Disney movie. So the career of our new first lady of American cinema, who is, of course, Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it launched yeah. as Betty Davis passed away. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Oh, my goodness. Good pull by you. Yeah. Uh, Disney. Can you guess 1989? One of the most popular Disney movies. Oh, it's got to be Little Mermaid. Absolutely yep. it was. Well played by you, sir. Um, Little Mermaid, where would you rank I Want to Be Where the People Are? All, all time on, on the, the Disney on the, on the Disney it's probably top five. I I think so. Like if you ask everybody uh, from our general age bracket, they'd probably say it's top five. I th- my, my number one, and I still stand by it, is definitely Friend Like Me from Aladdin. Oh, absolutely. I was going to say one of the Aladdin tunes yeah. is probably on there for me. Yeah. Not a whole new world because I think a whole new world is. I think it's overrated. I'll yeah. be honest. It's a good song, but yeah. as far as be our guest has got to be in the yes, top five absolutely. As well, yeah, well, yeah I, I'd be our guest. Despite the fun. fact that whenever I hear it, I sing the lyric to see my vest. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, <laughs> I, I blame you, The Simpsons. Saskatchewan Rough Riders won on a last-second field goal, and this time they had the right amount of men on the field, <laughs> and it held up, and they beat the Hamilton Tiger Cats 43-40 for the 77th Grey Cup. Okay. I believe that's the first Grey Cup mentioning on the crossover podcast. Well, cross and that off the list. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Um, we talked earlier about Seinfeld debuting on NBC. Fox, not too far behind, debuted a little show called The Simpsons in yes. 1999. Now, technically not the first appearance of The Simpsons because they were on Tracy the, the Tracy Ullman show. show, but this was, they debuted the Christmas episode, which I think is titled Simpsons Roasting on an Open Fire. And that was the yes. first full length, uh, like first like 20 minute half hour go. commercials and so stuff. Seinfeld The Simpsons and Saved by the Bell all debuted as full length episodes yeah. in 1989 all insanely that's a good year. that's successful. a vintage year for TV 1994 yeah, is to movies as 1989 is to it's TV to TV yeah. so far yeah <laughs> um it, it, you also might include rap music in that because N.W.A. released the Straight Outta Compton album Ooh. in 1989 which I still consider the greatest rap album of all time yeah that's pretty good very few rap albums have a movie with the same title so do you remember what happened in the Super Bowl that year no Nineteen? No, uh, <laughs> I specifically don't. <laughs> no, no, no. Nineteen eighty nine was not a. It was not a Denver Broncos year. Unfortunately, it was not one of the John Elway losses. Because oh, really? remember the year. Oh, it's right. always yeah, buggered. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, always yeah, buggered, okay. right? For the for yeah, the. Yeah, yeah. All so right. So nineteen eighty nine. So that would have been the first Bills year. No, 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 no. no, no. Bills year, first Bills year is the year after. Okay. So right between an Elway. Niners and Bengals. Niners and Bengals. The yeah. infamous John Candy. Uh, uh, game where, where Montana got in the huddle down four and said, hey guys, there's John Candy. Let, let, <laughs> let's go see him. What do you say? And and uh, the incident with they put it on, they put the camera on Boomer and they had Boomer's eyes and go, I'm going to Disneyland. And then, then uh, they lost. And, and then and they did this as I can't believe they did that. Like yeah. Imagine if they did that now. The internet would melt. Oh my god. It's not even like, the, but it's, it's not like the Niners couldn't Go. Yeah, it's not like oh they man, they made the score twice in two minutes. Like no, yeah, no, no, yeah, no. Yeah. it was they're down by three with the ball. Yeah. <laughs> they, they could have easily taken it down and scored, and of course they did. And let's say they did like Joe Montana. Now he already had a couple of yeah, Super yeah. Bowls at this point, so he can get away with the whole John Candy line. Can you imagine what would happen if Cam Newton did that? Oh yeah, the internet would have exploded. Yeah, just 
nonsense. I just I, love how we now consider everything that, uh, from then. I'm like, oh, imagine, imagine what the internet would have said about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> great. Imagine so what Twitter would have had to say about imagine? that. Um, uh, and here's the other thing about the uh, the situation with the, the Boomer Esiason is he still could have gone to Disneyland. He just yeah. would have had to pay to get in. Exactly. Yeah, he wasn't getting a parade. Wasn't yeah. there in a parade. Can you yeah, imagine so. if he was there that day? Yeah. It would be like that commercial where the guy sees the, the like the native sees the garbage and then the, the tear just rolls <laughs> down his, just slowly rolls down his face. Oh man! Uh, Jim Abbott made his debut in the major leagues that year. One-handed pitcher who threw a no hitter at one point in his life. So you know we pay pay credit to that guy. He's an inspiration to many people out there, and uh, did more with one hand than I'm doing with two. Quite frankly, right. so good for him. Do you remember what happened in the World Series that year? In the World Series, it would have to have been the uh, earthquake. San it Francisco was absolutely yep. yes. They were the the and I love the fact that. The Oakland Athletics, they swept, right? Like, it was, they swept San Francisco, so it was not a really good series. And I love the fact that the most memorable thing of that World Series is <laughs> the earthquake. Like, yeah. like, Al Michaels delivering that thing, and then all of a sudden, yep. the feed cut. It was crazy. Um, you know I'm never missed a chance to dog on the L.A. Lakers, so do you remember what happened? Did they lose to Detroit? No. They, they were swept by the Detroit Pistons. The bad boy Pistons completed uh, back-to-back titles by sweeping the L.A. Lakers. And I believe, so we covered the Super Bowl, the World Series, and the NBA, Finals. the NBA Finals. Can you remember what happened in the Stanley Cup Finals? That was Calgary over Montreal. Yeah, 4-2. Lanny McDonald getting yep. his Stanley Cup. And uh, Doug Gilmore, I believe, was on that 89. He was, yes. Who else might have been on that, that 89 Joe Newendike was Newendike, on that team. Right, Darren yeah. Fleury played for that team in the playoffs. How many did, Plinsky was on that how team. How many new, did Newendike end up with? Three. Three. One for Calgary in 89, Dallas in 99, and New Jersey in 03. That's right. I was going to say, I always forget about the New Jersey one. Which but I, I knew he had. I, I, I knew he was on the Dallas team. Yeah. No, you should not. <laughs> I mean, it was on the like they teach that stuff in school. Um, it 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 should be like I always remember the Dallas one because man, I hated those new and Dyke. The, like those Avalanche. Oh, th- th- those were some good series. Yeah, though. I those mean they lost Western in Conference seven finals. both times. God, yep. it was upsetting. Nineteen eighty nine. Now we mentioned how good t- it was for television. Music, not so much in nineteen eighty nine, Craig. Um, I love doing the 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 top ten song lists and uh, of the year whenever we do these these mm-hmm. go back year recaps. And I am gonna say that this is probably one of the worst years. Oh, you might oh, yeah. have trouble with this. Can you hazard a guess? Well, I couldn't even begin as to what you might think might have been on the top ten Billboard song charts of 1989, and and, and don't. Take any umbrage if you cannot come up with anything. I don't think I have a single one. I'm, I'm trying to think about albums with an 89. Because when I read them. you this list, you might throw up in your okay. mouth of Let's the top it. 10 songs. Number 10, Anita Baker, giving you the best that I got. Sure. Sure. Will to Power made it in the top 10 of 1989. Do you even remember who Will to Power no. is? And you shouldn't because the song they got to the top 10 in 1989 with was a cover that was half Baby I Love Your Way, half Freebird. Uh-huh. They got to number nine in 1989, so that'll give you. A oh, good... I, I know. I can. I can sort of imagine yeah. that song, but the fact that that was in the top ten songs of the and and number eight will give you an indication. Millie Vanilli, "Girl, You Know It's True," which is a fun song, but Millie Vanilli was in the top ten. Girl, you know it's true. Mm-hmm. Bette Midler, "Wind Beneath My Wings," Ooh. number seven, good, decent tune. Uh, we get a little better here. Uh, Paula Abdul, "Cold Hearted," good mm-hmm. tune. Janet Jackson, number five, Miss You Much. 
uh, Paul Abdul again, straight up poison. Every rose has its thorn. Number three. Well, like, hey, that's uh, <laughs> people remember that song. I know, but like that, I think poison reaching number three. That that was the beginning of. So somewhere in a garage in Seattle, Kurt Cobain was listening to Poison this. get to number three <laughs> and go, you, you just wait in three years, three, four years, I'll show you some real songs, god damn it. Right? Mm-hmm. Like, uh, Bobby Brown, My Prerogative, which, you know, good tune, but whatever. <laughs> number one, 1989, Chicago, Look Away. Ugh. That's garbage. Like, this All is right. a terrible year. So we talked about how good TV was. Yeah, let's, let, let's not focus on the TV. Let's the talk, music, let's no get to, to the TV. Here we songs. go. Saved, Saved by, by the, the Bell. bell. So here are some of the categories I've come up with. Some of these will be a little longer than others, and we'll we'll uh, we'll uh, debate how uh, some of these are going to go. So here are some of the craziest cameos because like it wasn't super. Saved by the Bell wasn't super cameo rich. No, but there were, there were some. There were some that were in there that happened. Yeah, there were some weird ca- weird cameos, and and I didn't mention because I think the the two people who I did not mention in this particular category were uh, Leah Ramini. Yeah, who, but that wasn't really a cameo because no, she exactly. was on several it wasn't, episodes. wasn't really a cameo. And I didn't mention Denise Richards, who was in one. Yeah, but did she even? She she was in one. She was okay. in. She was also in the Saved by the Bell or the, in the Malibu Sands arc. She was the one. Oh who was right, like, Slater saved her from the. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, she was sending Slater all of these yeah. all of these things, and and she got to deliver like two lines, and was was usual Denise Richards terrible at it, but was you know so stunning that yeah, nobody everyone was fine <laughs> yeah. with it. I'm sure everyone Slater was, was cool with it. With it. <laughs> Uh, Casey Kasem, yep. obviously, uh, in a Bill Cosby sweater, no less, my goodness. I love the Casey Kasem. There's two yeah. Casey Kasem episodes. They're both awesome. Yeah, but, <laughs> well, one is debatable. He was in the very first episode. Yeah. The very first episode that ever, that aired of Saved by the Bell. And we should mention that when we're talking about Saved by the Bell, we are talking about, like, the, not Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Yeah, not Good none Morning. This new cast shit. Yeah, none of that. We're talking about Saved by the Bell, certainly not the college years. No, no, no. Uh, well, although the college years, I I have a certain fondness for the college years because there, there was just <laughs> Why? this- Why? Well, because <laughs> it was so dumb to me because- like, because I think they took a couple years off. Yeah. Like, 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 and then they're like, all right, we'll do this again. Yeah. Let's and do you know how we years. like all decided to go to different colleges at the end of Save by the yeah. Bell? Well, you're not going to believe this. this. We all decided to go to the same college, uh, yeah, just... except for Jesse and Lisa, who had no interest in this project. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Jesse was like, I'm filming Showgirls. I got stuff going on. Yeah. Forget Stuff's you. popping for me. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, my there God. wasn't an extra around to host yet. So Mario Lopez <laughs> is available. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But like, and uh, Good Morning Miss Bliss, I believe, took place in like Indiana. But like, and then eventually they they boom, then it got canceled and they moved. Yeah, it. yeah. Because Good Morning Miss Bliss was was weird because they repackaged that as like the junior high years. Yeah, despite the fact later. that none of the story arc is any no, anywhere and near like, continuity. Yeah, and like and... Mark Paul Glossar, uh, like did intros. Like they had yeah. him sit down and film intros for each. <laughs> Remember one? that time that me and Lisa did this? Yeah, episode. <laughs> yeah, it was just so weird. But like he was like thirty years old yeah. at that point, and then you got the shots of him when he was like fifteen doing Good Morning Miss Bliss. Now the college years, I do want to touch on before I, I move fully into this because I want to address two things about the college years. Okay, one we have to acknowledge going straight to like five episodes into the first season of the college years, and it gives you an indication that they did not that they were not strong on the show because they went straight to. Kelly Kapowski sleeping with her professor, which yeah. should be like a season three, four plot It was line, almost right? something that was ripped right out of her character on 90210. Yeah. Like, this is something Valerie Malone would do. Absolutely. <laughs> That's absolutely what it was. And the other one was 
Kelly, if you remember, was a first year undergraduate student. Yeah. In like biology or something like that. Something science related. And then halfway through the season, she's at a, she gets like a, uh, I don't know, some sort of internship at a hospital. And she was running around the hospital in like the white lab coat as yeah. a first year undergraduate student. And the doctors were like giving her jobs to do as yeah. if she was like a third year <laughs> medical student as an undergraduate. And I just want to acknowledge that as, as, a, as a man whose father is a doctor and is my hero <laughs> and I know what you have to go through in order to earn the right to wear that lab coat for Kelly Kapowski to be wearing as a like – she didn't she's like first year undergraduate student to be putting on that lab coat and be walking around a hospital like she owned like well a set of a hospital like yeah. they own the place. Maybe there was some sort of Patch Adams like situation here where she was like <laughs> off camera faking being a doctor and, and the other doctors that. thought that she you know it's something to consider. Like if anyone's gonna like be able to rig that up for it, it's obviously yeah. Zach Morris. Phil so Hoffman this, comes by and is yeah. like, I, I don't I don't think this girl's very good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, back to the craziest cameos yes. I noticed. John Mosquita. Do you recognize that name? No. You, you shouldn't. He played terrible. <laughs> shouldn't. He played terrible Testaverde, the fast talking yes, professor. Yes, 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 yes. Now, if he was doing a Micro Machines commercial, would you recognize that voice? Really? Yes, that was him. John Mosquita was the was the 1989 Micro Machines guy who would be like, you know, Hey, everybody, come and get your micro machines. <laughs> so basically, he had one skill, which was talking extremely fast. I, I, and he's able to mer- turn that into several jobs. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And like, So he's the sound effects guy from Police Academy, essentially. <laughs> basically. He actually, I'm not sure if he still holds this record, but at the time, I, I, according to his Wikipedia, he at one point was the Guinness record holder for world's fastest talker. I, I assume somebody's beaten that by now, but... At the time, yeah, none of those records stand that, that was one of his things. Uh, Silk Cosart, who played Lieutenant Chet Adams in the Cadet Corps episode. Do you remember that one? Yeah, when Zach was like, you know, acting up, then they all went to Cadet Corps for some reason. Yeah, absolutely. Which made no sense. Anyways, he's, continue. He's a character actor who's been in damn near everything. He was in White Man Can't Jump, Erasure, Hot Shots, Conspiracy Theory. Tons of stuff. If, if you saw a photo of him, you'd recognize this guy. He was in Fresh. He, he made it into an episode of Fresh Prince. He was the quarterback who challenged Will to the drinking contest. Oh, yes. And then he wound up passed out in the graveyard. Yeah, and he was the guy who put Will in the graveyard. And then mm-hmm. we all learned a valuable lesson to never drink and drive because Will was going to drive that night before right. he passed out. We also learned that lesson from this show. Absolutely. Don't think that won't come <laughs> up later. Yeah. Uh, Tori Spelling. Yes, Does that totally count? spelling. I mean, I, well, yeah, she was in several episodes as well. Yeah, I don't know how many episodes to say. Four, by the I think it was like in. three, four, or five. It was. Oh, it has to have been more than that. No, th- oh, really? It's no, it? not as many as you think. It was. Okay. It was single digits. She was in some of the more memorable ones, like the the chess one, and uh, oh, what was the other? Oh, the Glee Club episode, which yes. will come up later. Yes. In, in bad and the one where Screech moments. goes over to her parents' house to have like the fancy dinner yeah. and like just completely botches it yeah. as Screech would. Her parents were super rich. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, so Tori Spelling, I guess, counts. Uh, Mark Blankfeld as James the actor. After uh, oh Ed, yes, yes, after Ed Alonzo it, left, he was in like two or three. Yeah, episodes. like within the max. And uh, I remember him like when the, they were trying to like con. Uh, Mr. Belding into thinking he was Zach's dad yep. for a while. Yep. Then con Zach's dad and thinking he was Mr. Belding. Then they were able to uh, convince. Uh, oh, he was like a college recruiter or a fake college yeah, recruiter. Like yeah, he to be I from don't Harvard, like, and he put on the fake Harvard accent, like the yeah. really thick, like 
like uh what's his face in uh like Cameron in friggin' <laughs> the uh Ferris Bueller yes, going, yes, going like, yeah. you know, pardon my Damn French, it, Rudy. Rudy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's tremendous. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> do you remember what uh, Mark Blankfeld, who played James the actor, had a prominent role in Mel Brooks? Movie. Robin Hood Men in Tights. He was blinking. He was blinking, he was blinking yep. at Robin Hood Men in Tights, and I would, I would be, I would be uh, remiss not if, to mention that we did not mention yep. that. Um, Henry Pollock II is Mr. Bainbridge, the drama teacher, who I'm only mentioning. Because he did the voice of Scarecrow in Batman the Animated Ooh. Series, and he was fantastic. Yep. And like I said, we will never miss a chance to bring up the greatest television show of all time, Batman the Animated Batman Series. the Animated Series. Uh, Nancy Vallon, who was Nurse Jennifer on the show for the one episode, and uh, she was Samantha Thomas on Baywatch. Oh, and if you remember, oh, I remember Nurse Jennifer. Nurse Jennifer, who bought her nurse's costume seemingly at a stag shop. Or yeah, something I assume so. Yeah, yeah. Like, like well, there's... Zach was obviously very attracted to Nurse Jennifer. Absolutely, understandably so. Gets a little blue here. Patrick Muldoon is Jeffrey Hunter. Oh man, oh, like, I like, hate that guy. Gotta hate it. He also stole. Denise Richards, who we come full circle on the Denise Richards thing, from Casper Van Dien in Starship Troopers, if you remember correctly. Oh, Craig. yeah. He was the guy who- Oh, that guy's such a dick. Yeah. He's always <laughs> stealing people. Oh, my God. He was also Richard Hart on Melrose Place for, for many yeah, years. I'm not as familiar with Melrose Place as I am the other two projects. But, so yeah, the but, other two, Jeffrey Muldoon, or yeah. whatever Muldoon projects. And I'm not as familiar with this one, but apparently he played some character called Austin Reed on Days of Our Lives for like- Also not familiar with that. 20 years, though, apparently he was really? on- Yeah. For 20 years. Did he do any slow dancing at the attic in, in uh, Days of Our Lives? I'd like to think he would. I would uh, hope so. Like, we should, we should we'll it. talk about the attic later on uh, and how Sub- ridiculous that entire concept was. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. 18-year-old yeah. dance club, it makes those When sense. drinking age is 21? Sure. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's just, it makes all the sense money. in the world. a bad yeah. business plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and why is some guys like 23 going there? <laughs> yeah, well, I guess to hit on the college girl. <laughs> I he, guess, but he hey, you know young. where I want to go? Someplace where there's no alcohol at all. <laughs> Anyways, we'll get to the attic later. <laughs> <laughs> Ernie Sabella is Leon Carosi. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. he him. pops up in different. Uh, yeah. uh, the, hey, <laughs> hey, there's that guy from Saved by the Bell instances for yeah, that movie yeah, and TV. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. He was the voice of Pumbaa in The Lion King. Oh, really? Yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, Suzanne Bobian, she was Dr. Turtle. She played Lisa Turtle's Lisa's mom. Yes. Mom. Um, you might remember her most recently. This is great. You'll love this. She was one of the jurors. In the O.J. Simpson, in the oh, People versus yeah, O.J. Simpson, yeah, if you remember yeah. that, she was the one who first walked out when the the jurors wore black. For yes. like, she led the charge of the jurors wearing black. Fight the power was playing when that Absolutely. happened. Absolutely, great, I love that great whole series. Yeah. Now here is the best part: she played Mrs. Nordberg in The Naked Gun. What? Absolutely. What? She was Mrs. Norberg in The she Naked Gun. She was married to O.J. Simpson? Simpson in The Naked and then Gun. She was one of fake O.J. Simpson's jurors. <laughs> now. I, I didn't know that. Now, I've known this for a good two months or so while And you haven't told me because you yes. wanted to see my and, reaction. And holding on to that, it was like, I would imagine, like, it's like when the Dragon Ball Z guys are powering up, like I'm holding something in my stomach just going, ah! How like, did I not see that somewhere? Oh, my God. That's incredible. It's one of those things. She she couldn't have been on that jury. She would have been biased. You were married to, <laughs> to Nordberg. She would have been one of the ones on the Come jury. Come on, American Crime <laughs> Story casting. What are you doing? I'm sure they did that on purpose where they're like, somebody's going to notice this. Like, like, like one idiot. Idiot somewhere yeah. up in Canada is going to notice this yeah. and put it on a podcast. Right? Hopefully, when they're talking about <laughs> Saved by the Bell. 
Oh, God. She also did the voice of Dr. Mariah Crawford in Spider-Man the Animated Series, oh, okay. another good one from the 90s. And she tried to steal Carl from Harriet in an episode of Family Matters. I remember really? that. Yeah. Yeah, she, there's, uh, there are a couple episodes where someone was trying to steal one from the other. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, Dan Charles Zukoski as Random Nerd. Now, Saved by the I Bell. I don't know who that is. No, no, no. I'll get to it in a second. Saved by the Bell has a bunch of random people like if, if you watch like I did you, you wouldn't notice this if you watched it week by week or even probably up, like two episodes at a time on like when you're you know teenager in the 90s but as a grown man and who was binge watching it to prepare for this podcast you start to notice that they use a lot of the same extras of like course. like a, bu- a bunch of them yeah there, there was like, there's was, there was like essentially 20 kids that went to that school yeah basically <laughs> like there was always the, like they always had the twins there was a set yeah, there were two yeah. sets of twins the who same they never nerds. they never gave names they had the same nerds but even some of the, the background extras that just sat down and like yeah. pretended to order at the max there was always a uh, a brother who wore a Malcolm X hat mm-hmm. which i was always like hey there's that guy with the Malcolm X hat and one of them was this guy named Dan Charles Zukoski, who was in a bunch of episodes as a random extra, sometimes got some lines. But he was the pizza boy in Home Alone. Really? Absolutely he was. Yeah, he was the pizza boy in Home Alone. Who like So, there was so one... he's used to being tricked by blonde people. Absolutely. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was one time where like he like I was sitting there watching it with my lovely wife Carly one time, and there was one moment where because they had the pay phones in the Max, right? And there's that one pay phone that was next to the door at the Max that yeah, they would constantly use to call people. Which was like basically everyone but Zach had to use it regularly. Yeah, and yeah. basically any like one time they needed to use it right away, but there was somebody actually using the phone that one time, and they were like, we got to get this guy off the phone. It was the pizza guy from, the Home, pizza Alone. Guy from Home Alone. And my lovely wife and I were like... <gasps> That's the pizza guy from Home Alone. And we started paying a little bit more attention. So did someone say to the guy when he was trying to get off the phone, I'm going to give you the cat of 10 to get off this phone. One, two, 10. Because <laughs> they should have. Oh, God, it was great. Yeah. Christine Taylor. Really? Bill, yeah, Christine Taylor, Bill, who I believe is still Ben Stiller's wife. Yeah, as far as and I know. is in Dodgeball and a bunch, a bunch of, of other movies. Arrested uh, Development. Yeah, yeah Arrested yeah. Development. Yeah, she was... Uh, Sally Zitlow. Did you stick it to did her? Did you stick it to her? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, she played Heather Brooks, who was... Uh, Zach hit on her during the SAT episode. Like, Zach was... Oh, she was right. the one sitting in front of Zach, yes. and then she came over later for a study date. And because she did, Zach did so well in his SATs, SATs and it and turned then, out Zach wanted to play romantic music and turn down yeah, the lights. Exactly, and give her massages, but then her boyfriend showed up because he needed uh, help to stay on the football team, and, you know, that was never fun. Ladies, don't do that. Yeah. Like, you know what's up. Yeah. I mean, come on. I, yeah. Like, I, I, I'm not, I'm not going to be sexist here, but, like, you pull that move sometimes, and just don't. Hey, <laughs> like, guys pull that move, too. That's true. Honest. Yeah, who am I? They're, 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 guess what? My girlfriend's here. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah that's not the way yeah. it's supposed to be. Terrible. It's a two-way street. It's a two-way street. That's true. That's yep. true. Good point. Good point by you. Uh, Bridget Wilson. She played uh, Ginger the Bimbo. Oh, yes, yes. And in she went on to... Season five. Yeah. She was the hot teacher in Billy Madison, a yes, movie that I, yes. I loathe more than a lot of things. Yeah. Not a fan. Uh, Mortal Kombat. Sonya Blade. Also, Mortal also Kombat. Multiple. Yeah, but although the first Mortal Kombat... We, Mary, uh, Mary, she married Pete Sampras. I don't know if they're still she? married, but she was married to Pete oh, Sampras for a man, I did not know that. Yeah. Good good on her. Like yeah. I like Pete Sampras. Uh, good looking man, Pete Sampras. Um, now, Mortal Kombat, if we could take... Like, just if we could I go... I spend 20 seconds on Mortal Kombat no. tops. Go the ahead. The first one... Whatever. You can watch it. Yeah. Like, you can watch it. Annihilation, that's the real 
piece of garbage. Okay? It might be like, one of the like, worst studio produced movies. Absolutely. We uh, we should. That's one we should do a commentary track yeah. on. Uh, because it's so bad. Yeah, absolutely. Johnny Cage gets killed like five minutes yeah. in, and Johnny Cage is it's ever, like Johnny C is one is one of the best like yeah. like most. And beloved. on top of that, within the whole X Men situation, I mean, like it was like basically like when Cyclops got killed off screen in X Men, yeah. and you're just like, what's happening? Yeah, anyway. it was terrible. Uh, last crazy cameo I noticed: uh, Soleil Moon Fry, who was Punky Brewster. Yep. Also had a uh, one episode run as Joey's girlfriend on Friends. Yep, yep, yeah. absolutely. Which one was she? Uh, the one that hit him all the time. Uh, oh, like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he's and like, then she gets yeah. into a fight with Rachel. Anyways, yeah. right, 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 right. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, she was robbing the gold digger. Oh right! Yeah, who, in the the sauce episode. Yeah, she tried to steal Screech's yes. spaghetti sauce recipe. Yeah, oh. and uh, she was also Roxy King on Sabrina the Teenage Witch for. Which I don't recall, but if my wife was here, she'd be excited you mentioned it. Absolutely, yeah. That that one's uh, absolutely for for her. So that ends the craziest cameo category. I don't right. think we need to know. Uh, that that that's just great stuff, right? I don't think we need to pick a best one no, for that particular no, no, category. No, no, those are all great. That's all the, good the, stuff. The, the knowledge that you dropped on me just now with the the Lisa's mom also yeah. being uh, OJ's wife and the jerk. Uh, yeah. well, anyway, holding that's... holding that for two months, like yeah, I I, I, I should get a at least a participation ribbon right. of some sort. I think. All right. Now Let's this get will some be new fun. categories. Best real life celebrity mentioned on the show, Ooh. and then you and I are going to decide if they are still relevant in 2016. Okay, sure. You too. Uh, whether you like them or not, they are relevant. I do not, but yes. yes. Um, although I do respect Joshua Tree, but anything after yeah, Joshua yeah. Tree, and I can't really put up with Bono. Uh, bon Jovi. Uh, relevant, yes. Yeah, absolutely. My wife hates Bon Jovi. Oh, yeah. nah, he's all right. I love Bad Medicine. It's a good song. Bad Medicine is a good song. Uh, MC Hammer. It's clearly not relevant. <laughs> not, in, not in North America, but in Japan. He still makes money doing like... Like, if, like I was in Japan four or five years ago, and I imagine it's still there. Or, or stuff of similar ilk is still there, but it was like you would see giant billboards, and MC Hammer would be hawking, I don't know, facial cream or really? or, or a cell phone of some sort, parachute like just, pants, whatever. Pa- yeah, parachute pants, absolutely. That's a weird thing. Like that's why in, in the '90s, movie studios would do things like, "Hey, let's put Nick Cage and Sly Stallone and guys like that and everything," because they could sell it like in uh, in yeah, yeah and across like overseas. Um, one question about MC Hammer. He was mentioned because at one point Zach tried to give Lisa MC Hammer tickets as a bribe to take uh, Jesse's half brother on a date. Right? That will come up later. Yes. Don't think that will come up that later. That whole arc, by the way, is yeah. a little ridiculous. But yeah. please oh, continue. I, oh, like that, the Wicked Stepbrother arc comes up frequently yeah. on this pod. I Some good stuff little, in there, though. Some uh, good stuff. Tina Turner. When was Tina Turner mentioned on Saved by the Bell? Uh, Lisa went as Tina Turner for one of the oh, costume right. parties, yes, yes, I believe. Yes. And they mentioned her a couple of times. Tina Turner, sadly, not that relevant. I know. Like, yeah. I wonder what she's doing she's these days. Talented. I love Tina Turner. Yeah. Let's get her back. Michael Jackson. Obviously still relevant. Still relevant, yeah. And may rest in peace. Billy Idol. More relevant than you would think. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Probably thanks to weddings. Right, <laughs> like, yeah. People still getting married. <laughs> uh, Axl Rose. More relevant than you would think. Yeah, yeah. Um, but not relevant. DJ Jazzy Jeff, um, who we saw once spin at uh, the University of Waterloo one time. Yes, yes, of course. <laughs> and for some reason, they don't allow you to go up to the stage and throw him out of a door. No, yeah. Despite the fact that you could make a lot of money just letting people do that. <laughs> um Yes, yes, yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. We'll, we'll say it's relevant just they based did. purely on the joke I just made. They did, if you remember this, um, they did the movie... Uh, Say by the Bell Hawaiian style. Yep. Which, you know, they did a made-for-TV movie, and it was like two hours long or whatever. And then later on, they broke that, like in order to put it in syndication, they broke that up into 
four oh, right. yes. half, the half hour yes. episode. It was Jesse's dad getting married in Hawaii, right? No, no, no. Oh, this is a different thing. No, this was Kelly's dad. Oh, Kelly. Je- Jesse and Kelly apparently both have uncles or grandfathers or dads who owned or operated high-level resorts <laughs> in Hawaii or California. Right. Because Jesse's dad allegedly... Or not allegedly, but like managed this resort in Palm Springs that we spent two episodes at. Yes. And Kelly's grandfather apparently owned a. Oh yes, yeah, I know like, what you're talking about. Something, now, I which is why they all had jobs at the for that. Like yeah, uh, uh, like Kelly got like to run like of, a hula. Yeah, I, yeah I, I vaguely remember that. When they broke those four episodes up, they used DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince's "Summertime." As their introduction oh, really? for those four, as their intro theme for those four episodes, instead of instead of the Saved by the Bell, yeah, theme. instead of yeah, instead of the usual Saved by the Bell theme, uh, Gorbachev, yes, Mikhail Gorbachev, I'm sure was mentioned at some point, yeah. seeing as how Russia was a thing. And I <laughs> yeah, not, absolutely, Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, Jason Bateman, what he was, was Jason Bateman. He was Teen Wolf. <laughs> he was oh. in Teen Wolf too. Oh God. <laughs> Totally forgot about that. Yeah, no. That's the second Arrested Development uh, yep. message on the spot. Arsenio Hall. All I have to do is go like this. <laughs> yes, I remember Arsenio Hall being mentioned. <laughs> yep. Elle McPherson. Sports Illustrated swimsuit yes, model. Yes, Elle yes, McPherson. yes, yes, yes. Uh, George Michael, who the girls all had a crush on. <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> History's a funny thing. Yeah, it's very. Uh, speaking of history, Bill Cosby. Harmless enough reference at the time, but. Uh, <laughs> Now to be extremely harmful. Not so much. Oh, this is probably the most dated of all of the the ones. Robin Leach, the lifestyles uh, of the rich and yes. famous guy. Because they did like a parody of it. Yes, they did. Yep. And Screech got to be the he was doing the, the yeah. Richard Leach impression with like a bad like yeah, yeah. wig on. Roseanne Barr. What was she mentioned? No, they just, no, they just yeah they just mentioned well because they mentioned like they did. Uh, Constantly reference the Fox shows for whatever reason because they mentioned Married yeah, yeah. with Children a couple of times. Like yeah. Ed O'Neill got mentioned, who's next on this list. The Beach Boys. Yes, I remember the Beach Boys being yeah. mentioned. Uh, George Bush Sr., who uh, we did mention earlier. And was the president of the United States. Yeah. New Kids on the Block. Of course, yes. Yeah. Tom Cruise. Yes, you mentioned several times. Several times. Yeah. Mr. Rogers. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Geraldo. 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 Still relevant. Yeah. Paula Abdul and Janet Jackson. Still relevant. Mentioned many times. Uh, the Rolling Stones. Still relevant. Yeah. Jimi Hendrix. Clearly still relevant. Yeah. Kevin Costner. Mentioned a couple yes, times. The sure. girls all had a car- crush on him, which yeah. I don't... Uh, Kevin hey, Costner's man, he not was for super me. sexy in Field of Dreams. Yeah, I Wait, suppose. Well, he had, those, he had those... He had those, like, kind of corn-fed American boy, you know, yeah. like, 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 just good old boy, you know, looks, I, I guess, I could see how you'd be attracted to his character in, um, in Bull Durham. Yes, yeah. true. And despite the fact he had the bad accent... I would say Prince of Thieves, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah one of the worst accents of all time, but yeah, still. Uh, the Beatles and Madonna. Yeah, of course. Still relevant. Uh, I don't really much care for this guy, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> still extremely relevant. You knew I had to You yeah. know, I had to mention Bill Springsteen. <laughs> there is no one more relevant. Yeah, it starts to get, this is where it starts to get a little silly. Uh, Matt Dillon. Matt Dillon was mentioned? Yeah, a couple of times. Well, he was huge. He was in The Outsiders. Oh, remember right, yeah, the, remember yeah, the yeah, Outsiders? Yeah, yeah. Remember how, like, really attractive all the young... Yeah, celebrities yeah, yeah. No, that right. came to prominence: Emilio Estevez, Tom Cruise, who we yes, mentioned yeah, earlier, right. uh, Flojo. Flojo, yeah, yeah okay. I keeps my women like Flojo. Uh, Hulk Hogan, <laughs> of course, the Hulk still, still relevant. Thanks yeah. to uh, thanks to Gawker. Thanks to stuff. Yeah, Gawker, good mention. Uh, Mel Gibson, of course, still relevant. Thanks to 
people who like to behave properly in society. <laughs> <laughs> of, of which he is not one. Here's a sad one. See if you can connect uh, where these next three names might have been mentioned in the show. Daryl Strawberry. Yep. John Belushi. Len Bias. What what did those three particular individuals? Well, I know have what they in have common. in common. But yeah. I don't think it would have been mentioned on Saved by the Bell. It, it was, uh, or is it the Say No to Dope episode or whatever? That's exactly what it was. It was it was the There's No Hope with Dope episode. Remember oh, they had like man. a uh, powwow where people were talking about uh, their yeah. their experiences. With Brad stuff. Tartikoff was in the episode. Yeah, Brad yeah. <laughs> Tartikoff. Uh, Luke Perry, who I can't believe didn't walk from one set to the other, really, just yeah. to <laughs> show up on one episode. And, of course, you can't mention anything from the 90s without mentioning O.J. Simpson, who was, who was mentioned a couple of times. Obviously before 1994. Yeah, <laughs> he, he, yeah, absolutely. All right, so here we go. Best attempt to make everyone seem athletic. Ooh. Dance contest. Of course. Which Rest- I believe was the first episode. Very first it? episode, yep, yeah. yeah, the, the sprain. Wrestling. Of course. Cheerleading competition. Cadet Corps training, Cadet Corps training yeah. swimming meet, yep. track meet, beach volleyball at the Malibu Sands Club. Oh, that's got to be it. <laughs> yeah. Zach and Slater on the basketball team. The staff versus member games at the Malibu oh, Sands. Oh, right. The ATV races also at the that Malibu Sands. Trend. Yep. Wheelchair basketball. That was a ridiculous episode. Yeah. And the limbo contest. What would you? What oh, you, what it's got to be the volleyball at Malibu Sands. Absolutely, I so had good. The, the, the beach and Screech is somehow Sands. athletic in that episode. Like he's playing volleyball and doing well, despite the fact that yeah. Screech's character that should not have been the way no, things absolutely. have gone. Absolutely. And they had that like the six foot eleven guy who they tried yeah. to use as the ringer because Zach always has to cheat. And yeah, whatnot. of course. It's so good. And he, he won Mr. Carosi's car. And, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Like, Malibu Sands thing. arc. The whole thing was legit. Don't think that that's not yeah. coming up later because I I think a lot of people would be dogging on it, but. No, I, not me. I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm totally, I'm, I'm, I'm in my mouth. I'm not sure that's hands. warranted. Uh, best lip syncing moment. Oh, man. I yep. think I've got one in my head, but you tell me what you're Okay, okay. Are. These are the nominees. Yeah. Zach Screech and Slater to the Beach Boys' Barbara Ann. Ba, 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 <laughs> <Yes>. ba, ba, <Barbara> Ann. <laughs> that was pretty bad. The Hot Sunday Go For It music video. Ooh, <laughs> that was pretty bad, but still not what I had in my head. Glee Club, When the Saints Go Marching In. Still not the one that I had, but also bad. Tori Spelling as lead singer of the of the yes. Glee Club. The Zack Attack performs at the costume ball. Right. The entire rockumentary episode, which was the <laughs> which is going to make an appearance several times during this podcast, which is when Zack has Casey the dream. Casey. Yeah, Zack has the dream where they're in the. Uh... <laughs> keep your feet in the ground and keep reaching for the stars. stars. All right. No. Okay. What else do you have? Oh, so good. Uh, the gang performing as the Five Aces at the sock hop. Oh yes. In some sort of ill-fated. That was in a Tory season. Yeah. Sort yeah. in some sort of ill-fated Grease tribute. Yeah. And finally, uh, the entire episode where they're coming up with the school song, which honestly, they I, I rewatched that episode. They only lip sync the final school song that they did. Like Zach, like when Screech was playing his thing, and then you know, because he did like a version of uh, "Home on the Range," but it was like "Home, Home" at our school, and it was terrible. And then there was uh, there's a lot of bad stuff. Yeah, there's a lot, but like Kelly and or Slater and Tori came up with one. He didn't lip sync that. Zach didn't lip sync. You know, uh, Bayside is the school that's cool, and you know that it's true. He didn't lip sync that. But then when they finally sang like the actual what became the school yeah. song for Bayside, the Glee Club lip synced it. It was yeah weird. Uh, I, I'm gonna put in a write-in. Absolutely. Oh, I, I, we should mention that 
feel completely free <laughs> to go right. off the board. Yep, Absolutely the board. go off the board. The episode Zach and Kelly break up at the uh, dance yep. going on on the inside of the uh, school. Uh, that was the Sl- costume ball one, I think. Oh, was yeah. it? Oh, yeah. the same was it the same one? It uh, might have been. Well, because Slater like, and Jesse Slater was, are singing like... a, a weird duet version of Michael Bolton's How Am I Supposed to Live? Yep. Or, which yep. is horribly lip synced. That that may appear in the next category. Okay. I'm not going to lie. But yes. <laughs> that was bad. Yeah. And, and uh, it was a co- it's clearly not bad. <laughs> yeah. I think it was the costume ball because it was uh, Slater was dressed as like Mark An- Caesar or Mark yeah, Anthony. Yeah, 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 and yeah, Kelly yeah. was, I oh, think. Oh, wait. You know what? I'm looking at it on YouTube right now. And Jesse you're absolutely was right. It was the costume ball. So, yeah, yeah. costume ball. I yeah. Accept. So, Zach Attack performs at the yeah. costume ball. But Despite, uh, the only reason I thought that wasn't it is because Zach and Kelly were not inside the prom yeah, at the time. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but, like, because they started out and then Zach left. Because Zach, I think they went as Romeo and Juliet. I believe. Yeah, something day. like that. And Zach left due to the fact that Kelly was, uh, you yeah, know. Cheating on him. Jeff. Oh, fucking so bad. Um, honorable mention to uh, them doing the Barbara Ann thing. But I don't think that can win the category because that was actually, like, they were actually supposed to be limp syncing, lip syncing, right? Like, they were playing a song and doing the Tom Cruise, like, risky business, oh, like, slide. So they technically weren't, like, it's hilarious because I wanted to, like, there was no way we were going to do this whole podcast without <laughs> mentioning that moment. But it's not, I don't think it counts as an official lip sync. Okay, because okay. So if it's not that, then it's got to be. It's, it's definitely the costume ball, I yeah, think. Yeah, okay, I okay. think. Well, uh, I can go with the costume ball. Pretty bad. Um, <laughs> here's a good one. Best Zack Attack song. Ooh. Everything I Do, which they performed as a group right. at the costume ball. How am I supposed to live without you? Performed by Jesse and Slater at the costume ball. That was yes, the one you course. mentioned, which just won which best lip syncing moment. Was terrible. Friends forever. That's my vote. Did we ever have a chance? Ooh. And let's stay together. No, it's got to be friends forever. Friends forever. I just did, because like did we ever have a chance? Went mega platinum though, Craig. <laughs> Right. And swept the Grammys. <laughs> like, like, it did go mega platinum and sweep the Grammys. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, I'm going to go with the, the choice that's less heralded by the critics. Yeah. <laughs> Deep cut. <laughs> and say it's Friends Forever. Just because that song is so stupid. Oh, God. I agree with you. Friends Friends yeah. Forever. Best Zach Attack song. All right. Best Parent. Uh, okay, I've got an answer for this. But All right. Yep. Like, nominees, keep, so. keep the head. Yep. Lock, lock it in your head. Uh, Mr. Turtle. Right. Who course. we met only once. Mm-hmm. Major Martin Slater. Yes. Who we met maybe twice, two, three two times. Two three times, yeah. I think. Definitely in more than one episode. Yep. Uh, Mr. Frank Kapowski, who yep. uh, lost his job as a defense contractor, if you remember that. Yes, in, I in, do. Yeah. That cost Kelly a prom. Yeah. That was, that's a, one of their better episodes. And they had like seven kids or something. Yeah. Oh, that's going to come up later, I'm sure sir. It will. Uh, Roberta Powers screeches Elvis' obsessed mom. That's my vote. It is. Yep. Yeah. That's your vote. Yep. All right. All right. Uh, Derek Morris. We can't forget Derek Morris. Who did love his cell phone. Yep, did love his cell phone. Much as much uh, as Zach We did. mentioned Mrs. Turtle, the surgeon. Yeah. Uh, Mrs. Morris, Zach's hot mom, who was in a couple of episodes. Zach's she was mom in, was pretty She was in the attic episode and yes. uh, the two-part Christmas. They only did one Christmas episode. Mm. It was a two-part. It was yeah. the weird one that they had. Uh, they met the homeless girl. Right, yes. Which comes yes, up yes. later. And you 2s and that's the episode you 2s mentioned in. No, were, no, no, no. I thought uh, they were going for U2 tickets. That was the all. That was the a different episode where they were in the mall, oh, which okay. will come up. That, oh, God, all this stuff is coming up later. <laughs> this, we'll touch on all of this. <laughs> I love it. Uh, Mr. David Spano, who remarried in Palm Springs, as we mentioned. Uh, and that's actually the last one. So, best parent. Screech's mom, just because yeah. there's so many ridiculous moments that happen surrounding Screech's mom. I am going to submit to you. I do love, I do love Screech's mom, but... I I think for this category it has to be Derek Morris. Yeah, we learned two very important lessons from Derek Morris, which is one: never neglect your son. 
for your job at the end. Remember, he That's he did true. that thing where he was like, I can't go because I'm, I'm taking my son fishing. Right. And then he said, but you are going to bring your books. And he also taught us to never drink and drive, Craig. So That's I will true. submit to you. Lisa's that. mom kind of helped us not drink. Lisa's and mom helped thing. us a little bit, and she scoped Zach's knee when he tore his ACL That's before true. the big basketball game. That's true. I, I, I just, I, I think, I got, we, I think we got to go with Derek Morris. I'm just saying, we just learned. We, uh, we learned I, two, I'm, I'm willing to accept. We Derek learned Morris, two very important lessons. Screech's mom, she loved Elvis so much. And she she was did. So, she was zany. She was the best. Like I think, because we'll get into how they overuse the fantasy sequences all the yes. time. She was the best parent in a fantasy sequence. I think. But it's my podcast, so I'm I'm saying Derek Morris was, right. was the best. I'll uh, accept Derek was Morris. the best. Um, best nerd that was not Screech. Ooh, best nerd that was not Screech. Edgar Point Dexter, who developed the pocket pocket protector. Right, of course. Alan Fairbanks, who was like the fat nerd, but he then like they like Zach made a bunch of like like body shaming fat jokes towards yeah. him, but the guy was like, like if if he's overweight, then you and me are overweight. Oh. Like that kid, like he like I. I mean, he had, Whatever. like, a spare tire, but that yeah. was he definitely wasn't fat. That was bullshit. Uh, Louise, who was seemingly the only female nerd. Right, yes. Uh, Ronald Geekman, who replaced Slater at KKTY. Yes, I'm thinking Ronald Geekman is going to be my yeah. vote. Violet Ann Bickerstaff. Still, I'm going with Ronald Geekman. Right. Maxwell Nerdstrom, who was the super rich oh, trust fund nerd, right. remember? I forgot about Maxwell <laughs> Yeah, Nerdstrom. who had the slick back bad guy hair. I just love the fact that all of these um, these <laughs> these last names yeah. are, like somehow work in yeah. nerd or geek. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, Herbert Hodas, who was uh, like the... He had the curly hair and like yeah, was yeah. really geeky. They gave him away at the auction, at the date auction, yes. and and he went. And it was he like, oh, like he was a puppy. Yeah, he went for like twenty five cents, and he was like, even I didn't expect that much. Yeah. Uh, Norman Hattenback, who that is actually escaping me, who he was. Uh, Milton, who was the other fat nerd. Now yeah. he was actually a little bit overweight, little bit, but still, bit no, no body shaming. Ollie, who was the nerd with the the frog voice. You remember? Yes. He was like, damn, I'm just another pretty face yeah. or something like that. Uh, Big Pete. Who oh, right, we Big met, Pete. We met at the Malibu Sands. He was going to be their ringer in the volleyball game after they lost the tall guy. Yeah. And then he just showed up at Bayside after, like, yeah, for, the, okay. for the rest of the well, season. Well, now go to Bayside. And in the graduation yeah. episode, he allowed Zach to graduate by faking a hamstring injury so that Zach could yes. do, do the dance. Yes. So we can't count Big Pete. And finally, Sylvester, who was the really tall, skinny one who they conned into paying for, like, They'll put a message on Slater's football yeah. jersey, and then Slater wasn't able to play, and he took Zach's cell phone. You remember that? Yes. He, like he stole Zach's cell phone. Crazy. So best nerd that was not Screech. I'm gonna go. I I I know I said something earlier, but I'm gonna go with Big Pete instead, just because without yeah. him, Zach never graduates from Bayside. Absolutely. Big Pete Big wins. Pete, Big Pete. Yep. <laughs> Who was like five six, yeah. and they called him Big Pete. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, best teacher. Right. Miss Wentworth, who looked like Mike Myers in the Coffee Talk sketch. If yes. You remember yes. That. Of course. Terrible Testaverde, who we mentioned earlier, yes. was the teacher who talked too fast, played by uh, John Mosquito, the Micro Machines mm-hmm. of Micro Machines fame. Mrs. Simpson, who was the deaf teacher, who well, she wasn't deaf, but she was hard of yes, hearing. Yes, yes. They would always. They were all, Zach was always able to trick always her. Always playing tricks on yeah. Mr. Crane, who was the sexy substitute teacher. Yes. That uh, all the girls fell in love with, and then he he. Uh, Doctor Mertz, who was the science teacher with all the good one-liners. He had the one uh, line where he he said to. Uh, like Slater said, hey, I got a C. That's decent. And then the guy was like, C? You know, if NASA scientists got Cs, the space shuttle wouldn't get past Cleveland or something like yep. that. And he had a bunch of good one-liners. Mr. Tuttle, 
Mr. Tuttle is legit. Who somehow got to insult the students and building consequence-free. Now, I mentioned Dr. Mertz had great one-liners. Mr. Tuttle had the greatest one-liner in the history of... Of teacher one-liners? Uh, of, of Saved, by the, Saved by the Bell entirely. I think the okay. greatest one-liner of Saved by the Bell, because he was the one who said... He taught the uh, driver's ed class, if you remember. Yes. And then Zach had the line where he goes, oh, come on, Mr. Tuttle, any idiot could learn how to drive. And then he leaned forward and was like... Well, then perhaps that's why you're here, Mr. Morris. And then Zach actually had no comeback for that. And the, and the like, the, the in-studio crowd was like, ooh. And then he did like a fist pump and stuff. And it was like, oh, man, I can't believe they let some random extra. Just Can I put in a write-in nomination? I don't want to vote for this person, okay. but I feel this person should be mentioned on the teacher's list. Mm-hmm. Mr. Rod Belding. Oh, he's on the teacher's oh, he, oh, list. Oh, sorry. I thought you were done. Yes, yep, please continue. No, no, yep. no. Uh, Mr. Dewey, who is the math teacher. Yes, Mr. Who, Dewey. Yeah, played by Patrick T. O'Brien, who if you check his IMDb, he's basically been in an episode of everything. Oh. Like at least one. Crazy. Uh, Mr. Hudson, who is the science teacher doing a Hitchcock impression oh, yeah. in a couple episodes, which was uh, strange. Uh, Mr. Lazar, who is uh, the overly effeminate drama teacher something they probably wouldn't have gotten away with if they had made that show in definitely 2016. not Th- yeah that'll come up later uh mr dickerson who is the history teacher who had a nervous breakdown and the reason he's on the list is because he bring it because of his nervous breakdown he came in and rodney belding had to fill in for him for the rest of the episode to administer that yes. test and rodney belding is on this list there was also uh professor phelps who was the biology teacher in the oil spill episode Right, yes. Very, very Which, <laughs> can we just talk about the oil spill episode? Oh, for it's half coming a up. Second? Don't worry okay, about fine. it. Yeah. We'll, no, go for we'll it. Talk, no, 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 we'll talk about it uh, later. If you got a thought, don't, like, don't oh, feel free no, to throw if, it up. If there. it's going to be on a list later, don't worry All right. about it. Uh, Coach Sonsky, who is the auto shop slash gym teacher who had the thick Brooklyn accent, you'll remember him. He was in yeah. like Drew Carey and a bunch of other shows. He had bit parts in a bunch of other shows. And finally, Mrs. Culpepper, who was the blind, who was like the blind yeah. teacher, wore the thick glasses, and Slater tricked her into thinking she won $2 million and she never murdered Slater like, later. Oh, yeah. Right? <laughs> That's pretty brutal. Yeah. There Best, were a lot of people that yeah. should have tried to fight. I'm going to say Mr. Tuttle wins that, by the way. You think so, Mr. Yeah. Tuttle? I, I thought... Like, like, I think he probably would have the most appearances of anyone on yeah, I, yeah. Well, actually, I think it's him maybe, and... Maybe Mr. Dewey. Mr. Dewey, I yeah. think, had the most appearances. But all of these, I think, appeared in at least two episodes. Right. Okay. And Except uh, for Rod Belding. He was just in the yeah, one. And, yeah, and... Honorable mention to Rod Belding for for that fantastic, fantastic. That was a good episode. That was a very good episode of of Saved by the Bell. <laughs> Rod <laughs> Belding always chasing ladies. Yeah, this is great. Best random character name. Oh, Ronda Robustelli, Tony Crane, Muffin Sangria, <laughs> Susie Van Fike, Charlie Craterface Coburn, Ronald Geekman. This goes on for a while, by the way. Violet Ann Bickerstaff. Maxwell Nerdstrom, Jeannie Tyler, Adam Trask, who sounds like an X-Men character, yes. Skipper Skullnick, Harriet Hippelman, Madonna Schwartzkopf, <laughs> Schwartzkopf. Melvin Nerdly, Melvin Nerdly Franklin Fr- Finkley, Jeff Hunter, which, you know, yeah. th- this is where we get into kind of the porno names, Jeff Hunter, Allison Fox, of course, Craig Strand, Craig Strand, Eric Tramer, Heather Brooks, Christy Barnes, Johnny Dakota. Johnny Dakota might be the best one. Storm Sutherland, Luke Diamond, who I think was their like yeah. Luke Perry. It was supposed to be like their yeah, Luke yeah. Perry kind of mention, but I they were able to mention Luke Perry later for some reason. And Brian Fate. 
I'm going to say Johnny Dakota. Johnny Dakota. I from think... the episode where they were, we talked about earlier, from the episode where they're doing drugs, yeah. or at least uh, they're not supposed to be doing drugs, and it turned out that Johnny Dakota likes to smoke weed at a party. Yeah. Johnny Dakota, and... who, by the way, is a famous Hollywood star and is definitely trying to hit on 17-year-olds. Yeah, absolutely. It was weird. What the hell? Well, it... The one he was only hitting on one, and that one was, was Tif- Kelly. Was Tiffany Amber? But still, end. like, so yeah. if considering that, like, you got probably got women throwing yourself at you all over the place. Yeah, maybe go for someone who's of legal age. Yeah, that's <laughs> like, true. Well, come on, Johnny was, Dakota. I think he was supposed to be a teen idol, though. So oh, does how that sort of whatever makes sense? But still, I think all of your <laughs> points are extremely valid. To me, this category comes down to two people, and one is, as you mentioned, Johnny Dakota, and the other, Muffin Sangria, who was mentioned many, <laughs> many. Times. She ran against uh, Kelly for Homecoming. Oh, she was right. one of the yes, three girls, yes, yes. but they mentioned her name all the time. Like anytime Screech got hurt, he would say stuff like, "Oh, Muffin Sangria is wearing heels today." Yeah, like other nonsense like that. But as much as I love Muffin Sangria, Johnny Dakota, I think Johnny, I, I, I. Agree with you. It's Johnny Dakota. He just gave us so much. Um, this is an easier category. Best fake celebrity Ooh. mentioned on Saved by the Bell. Bo Revere. Bo do, you Revere? Me- do you remember that no, one? No, no. Zach Revere? used his his song. This was a song because I guess they couldn't oh, get anything clear. Yes, yes. Yeah. So he used a song to hypnotize the entire school to yep. be in love with Zach. Now, quick trivia question because there's going to be some trivia later. Can you name the Bo Revere song? That oh. Zach used, and by the way, this Bo Revere song is on YouTube in its entirety, three and a half minutes. It's on <laughs> YouTube. That. That's a treat for for everybody listening to this podcast. Oh, what's the name of the song? Don't leave with your love, Bo Don't Revere. Leave with your love Bo, Bo Revere. Revere. What? I can't believe that uh, Belding played that for the entire school. Yep, they absolutely. really got Zach there. Johnny Dakota, Johnny who Dakota, was mentioned course, earlier, yes. and finally, rapping Ken Kelly. Oh right. <laughs> I'm going to say Johnny Dakota. Yeah, I, th- I think it's still Johnny Dakota. Although I did enjoy rapping Ken Kelly yeah. in that one episode who, for some reason, set his uh, setup at the max. Yeah. <laughs> like, that That'll go- that, that also made no sense. comes up later. Um, this is kind of off topic, but who ended up ruining themselves with plastic surgery worse? Oh. Lark Voorhees or Tori Spelling? Lark Voorhees. Yeah. Look, what a shame. Eh? That's so sad. Uh, it's, it's incredibly sad. She, like, I was. I feel bad for her. Yeah. Going through these old episodes, she was stunning. Really, like, really, really, really. And, pretty. like, I realized in the 90s, and, and I'm guilty of this a little bit too, all the attention was paid to Tiffany Amber Thiessen because I'm on record as saying that as a young adolescent boy who was discovering the ladies, my first two crushes, I don't think I've ever admitted this on the podcast, but I've admitted Here this in real life several times. My first two crushes. Kelly Kapowski, played by Tiffany Amber Thiessen, and Harley Quinn from the Batman animated series. And I realize one of those is a cartoon character, and I am I don't care, <laughs> nor am I ashamed of that. I don't care. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, like, is there a place that sells, like, the cardboard cutout that Zach had in his room of Kelly and the cheerleader? Yeah, I don't. Because, I like, know, I would probably pay a lot of money to own one of those. If I ever have a, like, if, if this podcast ever takes off where we can, you know, right. make money off it and then eventually get an actual studio, don't think that, like, part, that photo, the, the memorabilia... Yeah. Somewhere on the memorabilia thing of my podcast studio will be that famous, like, 90s one where she had the suspender, or Tiffany Amethyst had the suspenders with the white, like, crop top. Like, yeah, so good. Absolutely, so good. Absolutely stunning. Absolutely stunning. Uh, who is the bigger cheater? I'm talking about relationships or school or whatever. No, no, no. This is just okay. the characters on the show. Okay. Kelly with Jeff cheating on Zach. Of course, yes. Jeff cheating on Kelly with random blonde. Okay. Stacey Carosi. Cheating on her East Coast boyfriend, Craig. With Zach Morris. Uh, like the very first Craig and Stacy relationship that I ever I ever knew <laughs> oh my in God. my life. I, I didn't even realize that yeah. until a half second ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. God damn it. Yeah. Uh, so Stacy Crossley cheating on her East yeah. Coast boyfriend with Zach. Those are the three nominees. Oh, I'm going to say Kelly with Jeff. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, like, is not so bad because Jeff was clearly just like a player. Like, yeah. So and he, like Kelly was just like a fling for him. Yeah. But Kelly threw away like, you the know. The greatest a, romance. A great, yeah. Of, of all of, time. Yeah. Like, like, Zach and Kelly is the greatest, greatest romance ever. And she threw that away for Jeff. Yeah. I remember. I that guy. Even as a young man, and I, I thought I would have had this. If I, I, watched, I was super upset with oh, this. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, really if sad. I watched this episode now, like Saved by the Bell was a show going on now that I was mm-hmm. watching. I submit that I would have the exact same reaction that I would have. Yeah. That I had back then, which I, is more profanity, probably. Yeah, more profanity. <laughs> yeah. But I was like, "You've been here for half an episode, and, and you're, you're and, and you have your your like Slater." Didn't get to lock lips at any point with Kelly. I don't think, nope. at, except outside of fantasy sequences. And this guy, Jeff, shows up. I mean, granted, he was a very good-looking man yeah. with a fantastic set of hair. Of course. But, for God's sake, this is Zach and Kelly. You don't just break up Zach and Kelly. Unbelievable. It's ridiculous. Best couple. Ooh, we're coming in hot. Yeah, this is an yeah. early one. This is a big one. Well, is... the answer is obvious. This is one of the we majors. We should do best, best well, couple, not Zach and Kelly, but continue Yeah, okay. Your, yeah. Well, actually, well, why don't we do that? Yeah, well, best we'll couple. Say... Could we just call Zach and Kelly the greatest romance of all time? Yeah, okay. So Let's clearly go we got to go so somebody else. I'm actually, we're yeah. adjusting on the fly. Yeah. This is a good idea. So best, not Zach and Kelly couple. I'm rewriting it. Not Zach and Kelly. Okay. Slater and Kelly. Right. Slater and Jesse. Right. Screech and Violet and Bickerstaff, mm-hmm. Kelly and Jeff, mm-hmm. who I think are officially disqualified. Yeah, but yeah. Whatever. Off, they, off they gotta be mentioned. Zach and Stacy Carosi. That might be it. Zach and Tori. No, I'm gonna go Zach and Stacy Carosi. I've I already expressed so my love for the yeah. Malibu Sands. I think so too, because yep. it's obviously not gonna be Jeff and Kelly. Nope. It's not gonna be Zach and Tori, because as long as I'm winning Tori's, as long as I own this podcast, Tori's not winning any categories, nope. I don't think. Nope. It's definitely not Slater and Kelly, and it's definitely not Slater and Jesse because that was one of the worst romances of all yeah. time. Like they're that couple that like that like they're always fighting, and it makes everybody uncomfortable yeah. constantly. We we all know that one couple, yeah. right? In real life, I don't, I'm sorry that it's it's me in in real life, Craig. I it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> Best male love interest Ooh. outside of the crew, okay? Outside of the original six, yeah. Brett, Jesse's blind date. That was too short. Yes, yes, yeah. Played by Timothy Williams, who was one of the Tortellis on Cheers. Ooh. Yeah. Melvin Nerdley, who was the hot chess team member that Zach accidentally set Kelly up with when he was trying to wean her off so that he could meet uh, Nurse Nurse Jennifer, I think. Right, yes, yes, yeah. Jeff Hunter makes yet another appearance. Jesse's stepbrother, Eric Tramer. Who dated Lisa. He turned Lisa. Yeah. Did something screech never did. He turned Lisa. Uh, Brian Watkins, who was Lisa's stuck-up boyfriend that she won in the date auction. Remember, he he was the elitist pig, basically, that told she needed to get new friends. Uh, Johnny Dakota. And Graham, who was Jesse's like environmental crush. Oh that right, they, I forgot about that, Graham. That he led like to I the, cared about the environment. He did. He led to the uh, the breakup of Jesse yeah. and Kelly, actually. Or so, Jesse and Slater, but yeah. or Jesse and Slater, sorry. So those are the nominees. Um, I'm going to say this is a tough one. Yeah. Melvin Nerdley. Yeah, I think so. He was only one scene. He only still, admitted okay. he played hockey. But it was such a, it was such a yep. good bait and switch, though. Absolutely. Yep. Admitted he played hockey, and then yeah. one of Kelly's brothers dumped water or something on Zach. Now, this is a big one. This, this is a big category right here. Best female love interest okay. outside of the crew. Stacy Carosi. That might be the winner right there. I, yeah, it's, it's, it's there. You started off hot there. I know. Violet Ann Bickerstaff. Penny Belding, who was oh, played right. by Jody, Jody Peterson, who, if you remember, was uh, Ben Seaver's girlfriend on Growing Pains yes, yes, yes. for a couple episodes. Nikki Kapowski, Kelly's younger sister, 
during the Teen Line episode when Zach switched phones oh, and accidentally right. told her that he loved her and when he meant to say it to Kelly. Oh, I forgot about that. They should never have allowed Teen Line. No, no. Uh, <laughs> Nurse Jennifer, Christina the Princess. In the in the Palm Springs episode, yes. remember Slater met the, the yeah. met the Christine the Princess who had a terrible mm-hmm. European accent. Christy the wrestler. Oh right, who, who, yeah. Jesse was very jealous of Christy the yeah, wrestler. Yes, she was. Laura the homeless girl, who was an extremely attractive and leggy homeless girl for yeah, some reason. not not the best casting. No, no. Um, Joanne Peterson, who was the transfer girl that Zach and Slater fought. Like actually, yes. in, when they it's finally fought, fought yeah. when Zach and Slater find this never set right with me. When Zack and Slater finally came to blows, like finally threw hands over a girl, it was not Kelly Kapowski. That never mm-hmm. sat right with me in, in the history of Saved by the Bell. And I think it's because that was when the Tory arc started, but still, never sat right no, with no. me. Ginger the Bimbo. Mm-hmm. Melissa Donahue, who was the wheelchair girl that Zack met through. They played wheelchair basketball. Yep. And, and th- there's actually a good lesson in that episode. Yeah, very good lesson. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jennifer Wave, Slater's girlfriend from Germany. Oh right! Who came back? Like Albert and Clifford. Th- Albert Clifford yeah. and threatened the the Jesse Kelly or the the Jesse Je- Slater relationship. Tori Scott, who has to be mentioned, yeah. and JB Slater, AC's sister, who dated Zach for a couple. Oh, of right. episodes. Best female love interest. It's got to be Stacy. It is Stacy Carosi. Now, if I were to disqualify Stacy Carosi from this category, who would tough. you go with? Um. Did you mention Denise Richards' character? <laughs> I should have, but yeah. I guess Denise Richards could have been on there. Because um, I'll tell you, for this I'm one... I'm going to say it's probably got to... Like, hmm, what, do you, what do you think? I think, to me, I think it's going to be Christy the Wrestler. Yeah, she was if, pretty yeah, good. I think, I think it's Christy the Wrestler. If uh, fought for women's rights and... Yeah. and, and a she more, wanted to compete with the boys? More practical way and prove she could beat up yeah. uh, that one dude at the max when he was harassing mm-hmm. harassing her and Jeff, or her and, her and Zach. Zach. Yeah. Uh yeah, so Stacy Carosi obviously, and that was like all this. emasculating for poor Zach that he was yeah. going out with somebody who was like you know more, yeah. a better fighter than he was. That, that, bothered, was. that was a good episode. Wouldn't have bothered me. Yeah, and no, the, the, I, the, I'd have been fine with it. Yeah, absolutely. This yeah. this may this, that may come up later. I keep yeah. saying that. I'd be fine with my catchphrase it. for this particular podcast. Best two part episode. Oh, two part episode. The Zach and Kelly break up two parter. Oh. The last dance and the might aftermath. Yep, might be it. Wicked stepbrother, the two-parter Ooh. with Jesse's with Jesse's stepbrother. Oh, that's tough already. The Palm Springs weekend. Yep. Jesse's dad gets remarried. And Kelly and Zach almost get back together. Kelly and Jesse and Slater were randomly not together for those two episodes, matter, but yeah. whatever. Yeah, we had to spend time with Christina the Princess and right. her bad accent. And a home for Christmas. The gang meets the homeless father and daughter two-parter. I am going to say the answer to that is Jesse's stepbrother. Yeah, I think so too. With with his with the another. whole episode was great because you yeah. got um, Jesse's brother playing pranks on Zach and Slater. Zach mm-hmm. and Slater trying to get back at him. Yeah, uh, Lisa falling for Jesse's brother. Jesse's brother's negative. Uh, uh, Jesse's negative relationship with the brother. The whole arc was really good. This this is going to come out. Uh, th- this is where my nerd thing yeah. com- uh, really comes out. Um, he takes over Jesse's room and then just starts flooding yes, it with all sorts of boy memorabilia. Ooh, excuse me. One of the nerdiest pieces of memorabilia I've ever seen. One of the greatest graphic novels of all time, The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. He had a Watchmen t-shirt, which was the happy face. With the blood. With the blood yeah. going down. Oh, it was crazy. I was like, like I freaked out when I saw that. I was That's awesome. Carly and I was like, oh my God, he has a Watchmen t-shirt, yep. which I didn't think you could reference. And mm-hmm. So somebody on the set, one of the set designers of... Saved by the Bell was just a huge Watchmen fan. Watchmen, like, all right, whatever, like, throwing yeah, this in there. Huge nerd and was like, I'm getting that Watchmen t shirt yeah. and I'm throwing it in I've been, I've been waiting for three seasons to get this in. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Best episode that was mysteriously missing a cast member. Ooh. Wicked Stepbrother Part Two. No Kelly. She was in part one. 
but was not in part two. Okay. Weirdly enough. The all in the mall episode where they were trying to buy U2 tickets. Oh, right. Who's no that? Jesse. No Jesse in that episode. The rockumentary episode. No Jesse. Didn't get to be in Zack Attack. Zack didn't imagine. Uh, yeah, that I remember. Attack. That I remember. The Love Machine episode. That was the one with uh, Slater's ex-girlfriend from Germany. Yes. No Lisa in that episode. Huh. And the teacher strike. No Kelly. For oh, some right. reason. That was the academic bowl episode. No, yes, no, yeah. no Kelly was in that one. This is a tough one. That is a good one. Um, well, there's a couple things that I'm thinking about there. Mm-hmm. For starters, I think I like the dynamic that we have here, whereas you've watched this all recently and I'm mm-hmm. depending exclusively on memories from my adolescence yeah, to get me through absolutely. this. Which like you may not believe me based on how well I remember this, mm-hmm. but uh, it, it's true. It's exactly what's happening, and I, it scares me how well I can remember the show. <laughs> don't uh, don't let it scare. I'm me, apologizing. Man. Don't apologize. Okay. Don't, like okay, to steer into the skid. Yeah. Uh, okay, so I'm going to say the answer to this is. I know you hate the rockumentary, but I can't say that. Uh, uh, no, I think you can say it for this yeah, okay. particular one, best uh, episode. Because I'll tell you, I'm actually, just, no, I'm going to say the mall one. Cause, yeah, because I'm disqualifying yeah. the episodes that have no Tiffany Amber Thiessen. Yeah, they are not. They are absolutely. They don't Wicked count. Step brother and Teacher Strike are not winning for the lack of Tiffany Amber Thiessen. So then it comes down to All in the Mall, rockumentary, and Love Machine, and it's not Love Machine. No. So then it's got to come down to All in the Mall. It's All in the Mall. It's or Rockumentary. Yeah. And I think it's All in the Mall, which the whole concept of it was just like, Rockumentary, you can at least say that it was Zach having a dream. Mm-hmm. So it was a dumb dream sequence episode. It was episode. all a dream. Yeah, it was a dumb dream sequence episode, but All in the Mall was just like weird. It was one. It was, yeah. it was a weird, like, I, that was one of the ones where I can't believe that script was approved. Mm-hmm. Right? There are several like that. Oh, yeah. Best Clip Show episode. They only had three. Mm-hmm. They have Isn't It Romantic, which is the Valentine's Day episode. Their only Valentine's Day episode, which is mm-hmm. weird. And where the gang sits in the max and just reminisces about, about their relationships about and whatever. Yep. Yep. Uh, the best summer of my life, if you remember yes. that. That was the first episode of season five. So they opened up one season with a clip show, which yeah. is... You had to review what happened at the, I guess it's gutsy, the old Malibu Sands. That... I've, that episode's not bad, even though it's a clip show, because A, we get all the great moments from the Malibu Sands arc. Yep. And B, there is actually some decent jokes, because, like, Zach was in his room, and then Slater came off campus and stuff like that, and Lisa came off campus, and they were all Oh, yeah, just hanging out. Yeah, getting, like, building set me to go get you, yeah, and Zach's and like, forget like it, that. I'm not going to school. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And finally, the time capsule episode in the far-off future of 2003, Craig. <laughs> <laughs> a new class finds the video yearbook and VHS televisions are still, <laughs> VCR TV combos are still in use in 2003. And that, the class, whose styles did not update, <laughs> they no. were still wearing night, still dressed like yeah. 1993 and 2003. No one could have... Uh, uh, Predicted the the influx of rap music and baggy clothes and wearing jerseys all the time that like we did in two thousand three, and uh, Mr. Belding is still working at as the principal. Yeah, which apparently in the new class, and I did not know this. the The internet taught me this one. Apparently, in the new class, uh, Mr. Belding accepted a job at uh, the University of Tennessee at Chattanooga. Right in nineteen ninety nine in the new class. So he must have been sent back. So huge. <laughs> 
Huge plot hole, Craig. Just rife. Like, how did they let this slip through the cracks? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Um, Clearly, Belden got fired from Tennessee Chattanooga and was was sent back. Yeah, was he fired and then sent back? Must have been. Did he sleep with a student? Or maybe maybe the whole uh, Billy Donovan's first foray into the NBA thing where he took that job with Orlando. He's like, actually, no, forget it. I'm going back to Florida. Yeah, yeah, maybe. Maybe he did that. No, forget it. I'm going back to Bayside. (laughs) It's like there's a new class, right? (laughs) Oh, man. Um. Uh, I think it's the time capsule episode. I don't. Yeah, I don't yeah. Know. yeah unless unless you like the best summer of my life. No, no. But was, actually, no, no. I, I, I will disagree with you. I'll say it's best summer. I of just my like. Life. I think the time capsule gives us. I think it's more enjoyable because it gives you the dynamic of how much they got it wrong. That's true. <laughs> with their 2003 projections. Projections. Yeah, it's just not even close, right? Oh, this is a great category. Best ways you and I are like Zach and Slater. Oh. One of us can dance. The other cannot. Yeah. Okay. One of us is good on the radio. The other is not. That's <laughs> true. One of us dated a girl over six feet tall. I'm using dated in, in, in strong air quotations here. We'll try to keep this PG. One of us dated a girl named Stacy, later That's married. True. Yeah. We both love to gamble. That's true. They do love to gamble. They bet against each other all the time. We both have fantastic heads of hair. That's true. Like just fa- our That's hair true. just dries like this. That's Claire. true. It That's just true. dries like you're, this. No, you're right. You're right. Uh, one of us played football in high school. The other did not. One of us discovered they were pretty good at cooking in high school. Which one of them is good at cooking? Is it Slater? Slater. Oh, yeah, right, it was cool. Slater. Yeah, true. It mixes, uh, the, depending on who it's up. We both would fight over Tiffany Amherst's end if given the opportunity. Oh, God, yes. Absolutely. One of us ran for a school position that the students voted for while dangerously unqualified for said position. Okay, I didn't run for that. <laughs> <laughs> Still counts. It was no. foist upon me. I can't believe that was mentioned on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. We could do a two-hour special on how Craig Needles was robbed of being Blue Veil's valedictorian we will, in 2003. And one day we will. Stay yep. tuned, ladies. Yep. Uh, episode 200. For our 20th yep. graduation. Yep. Episode, 20th episode 200. Episode 200. Yep. Episode 200. 100 episodes away. Uh, one of us ran a three-card Monty scam at one point. That was me. Uh, we both used the five-minute rule in, in high school. Which, do you remember what the five-minute rule What's is? five-minute rule? If the teacher doesn't show up in the first oh, five yeah, minutes right. of class, you I'm just leaving. leave. Yep. yep. Uh, and finally, one of us partied at a club called The Attic one time. When did you go to a club called The Attic? There's one in Stratford when I was, oh my in, when God. I was down there for, for my oh, classes right. and yeah, stuff. Yeah, the, yeah. the one club they have in was Stratford. Was it 18 plus? Yeah, I like to, I would tell, don't think I didn't tell everybody it was. <laughs> oh, uh, man. As long as Jeff wasn't there. Okay, uh, this is a pretty big one. Yep. Most important lesson learned. Never put too money, too much money on your parents' credit card. That's a good lesson. Um, that is a very good lesson. And never gamble. Yeah. Well, uh, wait a minute. That's a bad lesson. Gambling, <laughs> gambling is fun and easy. No, a, a, a lesson you nor neither of us bothered to learn. Yeah, it's fun and easy. Uh, lying will always come back to haunt you. Hmm. That's a good one. Because that is that. that anytime, Zach, anytime Zach would often get in trouble with that. Yes. Anytime you lied. Yep. Anytime you lied. Um. Always obey the rules. Okay. Uh, don't drink and drive. That's a good one. Appreciate your ancestry. Okay. Never use fake IDs. Appreciate your ancestry. I want to talk about that. Oh, <laughs> yes, we will. Good uh, Lord. Never use fake IDs is a good one. Yes. Never skip school to go to a baseball game. A, a lesson. I mean, you I, and me. I did that several times. <laughs> ne- would never, <laughs> ever think to do that, Craig. Never in a million years that would several you times. and I. Skip school, the education that you and I needed. Um, oil company, oil companies are evil. Yeah, we well, yep, we'll learned that one. There's no hope with dope. There is no hope. There is no dope. hope with dope. That's uh, true. 
Don't body shame. We learned that in one episode, despite the Several. fact that uh, Zach was a premier body, probably on the body shaking, all, body shaming all stars of, yeah. of this of this uh, show. Uh, always do the right thing. We learned that when Zach was the principal. Uh, in the uh, remember, mm-hmm. Zach was going to let the the football players just skip yep. the test, and then yeah, that's true. At the end, he did the right thing. And uh, don't treat people with disabilities any differently. Yeah, that's That'd true too. And we went, we talked about that with the uh, yeah. the episode with wheelchair basketball. So, what was the most important lesson you learned? I think it was never gamble for you and me because yeah, uh, we course. have never nor will ever gamble ever again. You know what I'll say about the disabilities episode is yeah. that actually did like you know I that that that, le- that lesson did make sense and uh, yeah. it was something that a lot of people probably didn't know. Yeah. Oh, in the nineties, so, yeah. I th- I think so. I th- in, in in all of these, I think. The two most like the actual lessons we learned. Well, don't drink and drive was one, and I think the the, the disabilities one is is probably. And then there's no hope with dope. I think were mm-hmm. pro- those were probably the three when they tried to get a message across. Yeah, I felt like they actually got it across. Yeah. I, I some of the, I some of the times they they, they 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 shamefully 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 did not. <laughs> yeah, I, I was gonna say like. Uh, during Jesse's song, I did not <laughs> like learn to never take caffeine pills. I learned that it would make you so so excited <laughs> and so so scared. And so so scared. Um, best seasonal arc: Zach versus Slater over Kelly. Right. Arc that was season one. Season one, yes, of course. Zach and Slater as best friends who were always working together. Arc. Well, of course. That was like seasons two through three. Yeah. The Malibu Sands arc. And the Tory arc, which uh, I have to mention for posterity. No, no, purposes. the Zach and Slater working together to like make money and scheme. Those were the best I th- episodes. Yeah, I think so because I never like you go back and you watch season one. Not only are they super young, and it's it's probably the most dated it is, but I mean it's still a lot of fun. But when Zach and Slater are friends, I I, I like that way better than than when they're enemies. So I agree with you. Although shout out to the Malibu Sands arc because. It was kind of like a spinoff within the within like the middle of a show that was going on, right? Yeah, and it, it was didn't good. suck. No, it was right? good. Yeah, it was good. Um, best recurring character, okay. Violet and Bickerstaff, sure. Max, but Max was on the credits. Max made the that, which is what I was going to ask yeah. you. Only Max made one, the opening Max credits, made credits yeah. and left after season one, mm-hmm. but he did make the opening credits. Is he disqualified from this category? Yes. If okay, you're on the credits, sorry. you're out. So we are sorry, Ed Alonzo, and we are also crossing out Tori Scott because actually, you know what? We're not crossing out Tori Scott. I don't care if she made the opening credits. She's not the winner of this no matter what. I do not acknowledge the fact that she was a member of the of the crew. James, the actor, James is legit. Screech's robot, Kevin. Ooh, Jeff Hunter, Stacy and Leon Carosi. Yeah, okay. Jesse's stepbrother, Eric Tramer. Who they asked? Remember, you'll remember they asked him to stay at Bayside at the end of the episode. We never saw him again. Never saw him again. (laughs) That was uh, something I was going to mention with that episode. It was it, yeah. was, it was, it was, it was such a neat character. <laughs> and I guess the guy didn't want to do it, or they didn't, they couldn't think of any other good storylines yeah. for him. So I, just I, like, forget I it. Probably didn't want uh, what was it, cousin Oliver? They didn't want yeah. like a cousin Oliver. Uh, yeah, where they just like there. add someone in. Good or morning, Roy. Yeah, hi, Roy. That, has that ever worked? Has it? Yeah, because they did the Roy thing yeah. in The Simpsons, which worked to great success, but Roy didn't stick around. But right. like, you remember the last? Like to me, like cousin Oliver's pretty bad. But do you remember when? They did because uh, Cousin Oliver has been parodied by like Married oh, with Children and yeah. stuff like that. Parodied, but do you remember the like the last few seasons of that '70s show when there was like random people around? Like yeah, yeah, like Seth Meyers on like not not, as, not uh, funny younger brother. Yeah, like replaced Eric because uh, him and uh, Ashton Kutcher both left. Yeah, the show both and, left the show. Yeah. Oh man, what Bad. a train wreck right. that was. Um, Leslie, the aerobics instructor. 
who mm. married Jesse's dad. Yes, of course. Spent yes. most of the episodes in a thong leotard workout, mm-hmm. which is very 90s and, and also 80s. Mr. Moody, the angry men's clothing store owner in the Christmas episode. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, Frank and Laura Benton, who are the homeless father-daughter yes, combination as well. Ox, the football player. Ox was good. Ginger the bimbo. And Tori Scott, best recurring character. Ginger. You, you like Ginger? Yeah. Okay. Because like we can't, I'm I'm disqualifying the Carosis just because we can't give the Carosis. No, they're already they've already got like nine. This yeah. is like the Oscars. Like like yeah, no yeah. One, we, we got to vote for yeah, somebody else. When one movie wins so many, and then you got it, you got to you got to skip it out. All right, a uh, couple more categories, and then I think we'll take a break. Best one episode character. This is a big one. Craig Strand, Stacy's East Coast boyfriend. Tony Crane, sexy substitute teacher, right, all the girls yes. fell in love with. Charlie Craterface Coburn, do you remember who that was? Yes, uh, there's the episode from when uh, Kelly got a zit right before a big, yes. uh, yeah, 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 big situation. Yeah, he was the guy who who had so many yeah. zits. Lieutenant Chet Adams, Cadet Corps, right, the guy who ran the Cadet Corps. Adam Trask, who was the teen photographer when Zach made the, uh, the calendars, the, the, the girl of Bayside calendars, oh. and he weirdly had like re- Zach should have been expelled for that. Absolutely, he should have. <laughs> and like Adam Trask weirdly had all of this like really good life advice for <laughs> like Zach and all of the people. Yeah. Like like Zach tricked Kelly into not going to Paris, and then he was like. You know, she just missed out on the best opportunity of her life. Man, she's lucky to have a guy like you. Said all this really poignant things. Like, it was really, really weird. Just came. Chief Henry. Yes. Yep. Let's talk. We get to talk about that episode we a little We get to talk on. about okay. Chief Henry a little yeah, bit later. Because that whole thing was probably not. Nasty Neil, the hall monitor, who they had to get fired <laughs> in order to have the birthday party for Screech in yes, Belding's of office. Uh, this guy, I think, is going to win the category, but, or he's a heavy favorite anyway. Rod Belding. Rod Belding. Nurse Jennifer, who again purchased right. her nurse's uniform from, from the, the stag, stag shop, shop and walked course. around a, yep. uh, a, high, a high, school. high school. Totally appropriate. Uh, Gary Lucas, who was the ringer for the volleyball match, yes, he was six Gary. foot eleven. Uh, Wendy Park, who won Zach in the date auction, and she was a bigger girl. You remember that? Oh, and then right. Zach, Zach, and she wasn't again. She wasn't that big by I guess by ninety standards. She mm. was like morbidly obese, but but we learned a very important lesson about n- no body shaming right. in that episode. Uh, Christy Barnes, the yep. female wrestler. Johnny Dakota, making the, yet another the, appearance. The, the pot-smoking actor. Mindy Wallitzer, who was the Zack Attack publicist. Who She oh, was the Yoko right. Ono of the Zack yes. Attack. She broke up the Zack Attack. Oh, and finally, best one episode character, Robin the Gold Digger, who stole Screech's spaghetti recipe. Robin is high on my list. This I'd is say. a this is a hot, hot category. We're gonna have... Robin's high on my list. Yeah. Uh, to me, I think this comes down to three for me. Rod Belding, Robin the Gold Digger, and Christy Barnes, the female wrestler. I like. I'm going to say but, Christy, yeah, but Robin, I think so. I, I, Robin, and and Mr. Belding's brother are, yeah. are very close. And feel free to debate these with us if if you if you have any strong opinions or anything, and, and like like feel free to come hot uh, with us on Twitter. And be like, how could you possibly not pick Rod Belding for the best one episode character? <laughs> so good. All right, um, one more, and then I think we'll we'll take a little break. Sure. Best Tiffany Amber Thiessen bikini moment. Man, this is going to be really difficult. Lisa Turtle fashion show. Remember when Lisa yes. charged too much to her parents' credit card, and then and Kelly was just like <laughs> walking around Bayside. Can you imagine if one of the more more attractive girls at your high school was just walking around the 
in a bikini. In, like, in, like, yeah, like, the whole thing would have it, resulted yeah. in expulsions and suspensions. Yeah, Mr. Belding was a shitty principal. Let's just be yeah. honest. Well, here's a good one. Yeah. The Miss Bayside contest. Miss Bayside, which good. will yeah. come up later. She she wore that like black bikini with the yeah. neon stripe on the side. Lovely. Malibu Sands lifeguard. Of course, yes. Girls of Bayside calendar photo. Again, expulsion should yeah. happen there. Cut day at the beach when she was hanging. Like they they had right. cut day and she was hanging out with Slater. And Zach wasn't allowed to cut. And the weather girl. For the Bayside News Channel. What do you think? Best Tiffany Amber. It's got to be Malibu Sands. Absolutely. I know. I know. Yeah, I know. It, I mean, we keep, it's, we keep going back to it, but yeah, it was so it's, awesome. It's easier, than, it's easier than you think. But yeah. I mean, like, she was in a bikini pretty much the entire time. Like, uh, we might have to revisit. But what did we say? Malibu Sands wasn't the best arc. No, I think. Yeah. We had I that think, as number two, yeah, I think. Might, but yeah, we might have to revisit that. One. It might have to been number one based on the fact that 90% of the time during that arc, Tiffany Amber Sands was in a green bikini. Like, Looking like, which they clearly modeled after Baywatch, right? Yeah, the <laughs> which whole was, thing was, which was yeah. super popular at the time. So, uh, what well, do we have I'll right tell now? you, like, yeah. uh, you know, twelve-year-old Craig was a big fan. Uh, yeah, <laughs> nearly thirty-year-old Matt is still a big <laughs> fan. I'll be honest. Fair enough. Like, oh, it's great. I mean, just God bless Tiffany Amberthies, and and she still looks good. Oh yeah, she's today awesome. in two thousand, and doesn't look like she's had any work done. Nope, nope, she's or awesome. Anything like that. So good on. Her. Um, one one quick question. This is this is not one of the, yes. the categories. Who had the biggest career post Saved by the Bell? Post Saved by the Bell of of Mario Lopez. Of the is the Do you think it's question. Mario Lopez? No, nope. because I think obviously you have. I know that you have Tiffany Amber Thiessen's yeah. run on Beverly Hills. Beverly Hills, Hills Yeah, and she's on a couple other shows and some right movies now. and stuff. Yeah, uh, I know you have the Showgirls Elizabeth Berkeley situation, yeah. and um, she was on like the third season of like a cult show that I like that I guess not a lot of people like uh, was Titus. Uh, based on Christopher Titus, Elizabeth Berkeley was on that, or she, yeah, she played. Okay. Uh, they they would always mention that Titus had like a sister that was never around, oh. and then in the third season, she showed up for like three or four episodes, and it was Elizabeth Berkeley. Oh, okay, and uh, and then the show with, was canceled. Well, of course it was. <laughs> uh, there, like, if you look at Dustin Diamond, like, mm-hmm. with the exception of with one notable exception, I don't think he really did anything else anyone else saw. No, I mean he kept doing, yeah, like. Saved by the Bell. Saved by the Bell related things. Or Which is... Saved by the Smell related things. Yeah, it's, it's uh, weird that... <laughs> well played. No. Uh, it's 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 weird that the new class ran for like two years or three years longer. Like if you look at the IMDb... And Screech is on there yeah, repeatedly. The new class ran like three years longer than the original yep. series, which is just... The whole thing's ridiculous. Awkward. And if you watch, and they the, kept recasting the new class over and over again. Yeah, which was probably a smart idea for yeah. that. It's what they should have done with the Jersey Shore, right? Like the Jersey Shore yeah. could probably still be going if they right. like kept Just turning, kept, kept people fresh, overturning the roster like they do with the other, like uh, the, the other Big Brother shows. and all those other or, types of yeah, yeah. You know, reality the challenge and whatnot. Yeah. Um, Mark Paul Gossler, like he's had a couple, like he had the, yeah. the NYPD Blue run. Absolutely, he had a couple a big other one, right? like uh, Ricky Schroeder on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he had a couple Blue. other things that he did. Yeah. Definitely wasn't starving after, and I'm sure no. they made enough on residuals just from Saved by the Bell right. alone, right? So, but I still think that the answer is uh, Mario Lopez. It's got to be Mario Lopez. He's still going, right? He's like still he's, all over yeah. the place. He's on mm-hmm. uh, like all the shows. He's, he's on that on. weird like talk. Isn't he on that weird talk show that's like the male version? Yeah, of they, you know that that got that got canned. But did it? Okay. Uh, he's now going to be right on. So. Um, he's taking Michael Strahan's spot on. Uh, Shut up! Uh, that's what I heard. Maybe on that's Kelly? Not true. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Oh or with, with Kelly Ripa, yeah. I've never watched that. I had heard that. I might Me start it. But yeah, <laughs> so like he's still like maybe not necessarily acting, so to speak, but um, he's definitely yeah, career career wise, yeah. he's he's managed to kind of stay relevant. He right. had like America's Best Dance Crew, which could have gone on for many years, but unfortunately, the Jabberwockies showed up in first season, and we're just like, 
we're clearly so much better than everybody else that this show will never be able to continue going. Um, yeah, I just, I, th- I think you're right. Cause Lark Voorhees no, I don't, really was probably the least successful, there. right? Like yeah, out of all of them. Cause talk about her. yeah, she, I, she, I remember she did like a guest appearance on family matters. Maybe uh, you that's it. Know. Like, yeah. I don't know, but like probably the least successful out of, yeah. Out of the main cast, which is which is too bad, an absolute shame. All right, so that's the end of part one because this is gonna. Uh, we knew we were gonna go long be a on two-parter. this one, so this definitely has to be a two parter. So that will be it for now, and we will be back uh, momentarily with part two. We'll get into the the really heavy ones, and we'll we'll play a little say by the bell trivia with Craig. And Craig, I brought the heat with some of these. Got a lot of the trivia questions, but I I will say I. I feel like I brought the heat with, with, with some of these trivia questions. So uh, we'll stay tuned for part two.